Welcome back to the Euctropolis Podcast. I'm your host, James Hill. In this episode, we are going to ask the question, are there notes in between the frets? And if so, how do we play them? Plus, I've written a brand new piece of music for you to play so that you can explore these concepts and techniques. Stick around. As you know, every week on this podcast, I take a student question from euktropolis.com and I just kind of expand on it. And this week, our question is actually more of a conversation between me and a student named Lindley. Lindley is in the Jehui Teacher Certification Program and she's working toward her Level 2 certificate. There are three levels in that program. And if you're listening and you're interested, in learning more about our ukulele teacher certification, then you can just go to www.jhui.org. That stands for the James Hill Ukulele Initiative, but we just call it jhui, jhui.org. Well, Lindley and I discovered that we both grew up playing violin, and we were talking about frets and how it's so different to play an instrument with frets versus an instrument without frets. She says, frets certainly make a difference to perception, the way you think about intervals. And I was saying, yes, uh, frets are sometimes your friend, and sometimes they're not your friend. And this was such an interesting little exchange. I, I wanted to expand on it because there's so much in that. So I actually have my fiddle right here in front of me. And I'm just, oh, bumping the mic as I go. Smooth. Okay, so I've got my fiddle. And, you know, Lindley and I both grew up playing classical music on the fiddle, or violin, if you want to call it that. Like, um... But I also grew up playing non-classical fiddle tunes, like, uh... And in particular, in that non-classical style of playing, you get a lot of slides between notes, you know? Or... Now, I'm kind of exaggerating, but that movement smoothly between two notes, instead of going... The fact that we can go... And even if that happens quickly... You know, that that's the kind of mobility that ukulele players just dream about. This kind of, you know... <laughs> that's the fun you get to have once you learn how to play without frets, which is, you know, that, I got to admit, that's a high price to pay because it takes a long time to get to find the notes, whether you're on a viola or a cello or a, a fiddle. That's the price you pay for the mobility that you get without frets. But it's very interesting for me to think, how could we explore that same concept on a fretted instrument? Because on a fretted instrument, we tend to go directly from A to B, right? If this is uh, A, 
and this is B, well, on a fretted instrument, we just go, and that's all there is to it. But on a fiddle, or a non-fretted instrument, we could take our time going from A to B. We could enjoy the journey a little more. We could go... Listen to all the real estate that exists between point A and point B. Listen to all the space between. I mean, there's, there's a long distance there, which we just skip right over. You know, when you have frets, you kind of teleport between pitches. A, B. Nothing in between. So, what does it take to explore the notes between the notes when you have frets? Is there life between the frets? Well, as you can hear from the example of the violin, the answer is yes, there's a lot of life between the frets. The big question for us as ukulele players is, how do we play those notes? Those hidden notes between the frets. You remember the Harry Potter stories where Harry Potter would get on the train to go to Hogwarts on platform nine and three quarters? That magical platform in between the platforms of the train station that only a few people could access? Well, the in-between notes on the fretboard are a bit like that. Not everybody is going to have the curiosity and the dedication and invest the time in discovering these notes, but hey, the rewards are pretty cool. So where do we start? Well, we start with the simple fact that the only way to get in between the frets is to bend the string. Sure, we could use a slide, uh, like a bottleneck slide, glass slide, or a, a, a metal slide. But that's a little different, and we're going to, I hope, get to that topic in a future podcast. What if you're just using your fingers? Well, really, the only way is to bend the string. To bend the string, which means pushing the string up toward your face, like that, or pulling the string down toward the floor, you can hear that. It sounds like an old ship creaking. You hear the the the, the way my hand is uh, rubbing against the fretboard and causing those little glitchy sounds, almost like ropes on an old sailing ship. You get a sense of how hard I'm having to work to get those sounds to come out, even though they sound very floating and flowing. My hand is working really hard to get these in between notes. So here's one truth that you have to get hip to. <laughs> it's a lot harder to bend notes down in those comfortable first three frets that we sometimes call the home position. If you stay down there where it's comfortable, you are going to have a really hard time bending the string. Why? Because the string is tighter at that spot. The string is tighter closer to the nut and closer to the bridge. But the further we get into the sort of middle section of the string, well, the string loosens up a little bit. So I'm up here at sort of the fifth fret and pushing the string up toward my face. If I go to the seventh fret, it gets a little easier. The twelfth fret is technically the easiest place to bend a note because that's right smack in the middle of the string length and therefore it should be the slackest point in the string. So, 
the first trap you can fall into is trying to do all of this in your comfort zone, which is those first three or four frets. You got to get out of that comfort zone in order to make this more comfortable. Hmm. Okay, so the other thing that you're going to want to know about bending strings is that you're going to want to use your strongest finger. I use usually the ring finger on my left hand or sometimes the middle finger if the ring finger gets tired, which does happen. Right? Either one will work. I'm anchoring slightly against the uh, the side of the neck with the uh, with the side of my index finger and then I'm kind of pivoting my whole hand to get that string to bend. Uh, you can also pull the string down toward the palm of your hand. But you'll still get just an upward rise in pitch because no matter which way you push or pull the string, the string will get tighter and therefore the pitch will get higher. And as we'll see, there is a way to make the pitch go lower, but it's a little more tricky. So before we get too lost in the weeds here, I want to play you the piece that I wrote this week so that you could explore these very techniques on your ukulele, okay? Because if you're like me, you need a piece of music to get you excited to practice. You need to get musically motivated to learn these techniques. Otherwise, they're just abstract. So I couldn't find an example in, in songs that you might recognize that, that really ticked all the boxes of, of the things that I wanted you to practice. So I just wrote this one instead. I call it Goodnight Moon, and it goes like this. So that's Goodnight Moon. It's so sweet, so peaceful, so lyrical, so relaxing, right? No, wrong. It is not so relaxing, at least for the player. It is so hard to play. I don't, no, I don't want to bias you against this. I think you should try it. And I think you will learn everything that you need to know about bending notes on the ukulele. But I honestly think this is one of the hardest pieces I've ever played in my life. 
and I've played some really hard pieces. But this is right up there, because to really make it sound lyrical, your fingers have to work so hard. So let's just look at the first few notes. I'm not going to take you through every single note of this, but I will give you the the sort of uh, the short version and send you on your way. And if you want the sheet music for this, just go to euketropolis.com slash goodnightmoon. That's it. That's all you got to do. It's there for free. You can download the sheet music and the audio and the backing track and play along with them in your own practice. Now, let's dive into that first measure. It goes like this. And I just imagine the words, good night, moon. You know, I like to name instrumentals, uh, titles that you can actually sing to the melody. So there's a good night, moon, good night, moon. It just helps you remember the melody. But here we have the classic problem of a fretted instrument. And that is falling away from a note very smoothly. How do we make this note, which is C, although I'm playing it, on the E string, way up at the eighth fret. And I'm doing that for the reason that we discussed earlier. And that is bending a note like C down in the familiar place of the third fret on the A string, bending that is very, very hard. I would say it's almost impossible to bend far enough for this piece. But if I put that C up on the eighth fret of the second string, now I can bend it a little more easily. I can actually bend it up to D if I really try. That's really pushing hard. Again, I'm pushing the string toward my face so that it distends the string and actually bends it higher. I'm pushing that, that note along the fret, you know? And I'm grinding it against the fret and pushing the string up toward my face. Now, if I really work hard, like I say, I can get up to a D, which is like two frets higher. It's amazing that some instruments, which are really built to be played in this way, like the sitar, for example, the Indian sitar is built so that you can bend in this way within one fret, but get about five different notes. Because the sitar players really prize that lyrical quality that imitates the voice. And so you can just sit in one fret and by bending that string, you can access a whole range of notes, four, five notes. That is very unlike our situation on the ukulele. If we bend one note, we're lucky to get three notes out of it. The original note, the note one fret higher, and if we really push hard, we can get the note two frets higher to come out. So we're much more limited in the range of notes that we can access by bending. But we do have something. We can play without leaving a single fret. See if you can do that. The original note, one semitone up, and two semitones up. I'm not leaving that eighth fret. It's just by bending the string. <laughs> that is really hard to do, but you'll get it with some practice. Now, what happens in that very first measure of Goodnight Moon is that I want to let this C note, I want to let it fall. 
And so knowing that I can't loosen a string with my finger, you know, unless I turn the the, the tuning peg, which I'm not going to do, there's no way for me to loosen a string unless I bend it first. Mm-hmm. This is called a pre-bend, and it's the technique I was alluding to before when I said you can make a note fall, you can make the note fall in pitch, but it's a little trickier. Here is how you do it. Instead of starting on the 8th fret, start on the 7th fret, but bend the note in advance so that it sounds like a C. So it's not the 7th fret note that normally happens. I bend that 7th fret note so that I've already got it loaded up with potential energy. Now that sounds like a C note, but I'm actually playing it as a B note bent up to a C. And then I just release the note and relax my finger. Did you hear it? And for the first time, I'm able to bend a pitch downward and then finish it off with an A note which you can play as the 5th fret on the 2nd string that one right there or you can just go to the open string A which is the 1st string so you get this sound now the big challenge is getting that 1st note bent just enough so that it really is an in-tune C but you have to sort of do it in the dark. You have to do it blind and guess the right amount of pre-bend to bring that B note up to a C. That is really difficult. Now, eventually you get to know the feeling of how much bend has to be in that string so that you can hit that C note sort of out of thin air. Now, I will be the first to admit that I don't get it right every time. This is very much a trial and error thing. It's very much a feel thing. And it's an ear thing. So there's a lot going on. Here, this is almost like learning how to play the violin or the cello. Your ears are just working overtime in a way that we're not accustomed to with a fretted instrument. So that's the first measure of Goodnight Moon. And I get that nice slide between the first two notes which I've never been able to do before. And that's a, you know, a big revelation. If you really get into this, it'll be a sound that you've never made. Now, as we go on in the melody, we have a, a sort of an echo effect of that theme. As we sort of step down through the scale in that pattern. The next one is G, F, E. But if I want to do this bend between the first two notes, G, F, E, well, I'm not going to be able to bend from the F to the G in this home position. That is literally impossible. Put your first finger on the note F, the way you normally play it. And now, <laughs> just humor me here, try to bend that note by pushing the string. <laughs> I can get the note one semitone higher if I really push but there's no way I'm getting another semitone out of that note and that's because once again that F note the way I'm playing it here the way I normally play it 
is so close to the nut where the string goes over that piece of plastic or bone that you have on your ukulele, it's so close to that nut that the string is ultra tight. There's no way I'm going to bend it in that position. So I have to find the F somewhere else. Fifth fret of the C string. Now we're getting a little higher and a little closer to the slackest point in the string, which is the 12th fret. So if I put a finger on that fifth fret of the C string and I pull down toward my palm, in this case I want to pull down toward my palm because if I push away from my palm, I'm liable to have the string go right over the edge of the fretboard, like that, <laughs> and it gets all wonky when the string goes over the fretboard. It's like, a, it's like a ball going into the gutter when you're bowling and you lose control over the pitch. So in this case, I'm pulling the fifth fret F into my palm as hard as I can and I get all the way up to G. That's the note two frets higher and that's exactly the note that I want. I want to start with that, in other words, a pre-bend and then release and I get that smooth G to F movement. The last note there is an E, which once again is an open string. So, yeah, this is tricky. You can see what I mean when I say this is one of the hardest pieces I've ever played. And yet it sounds so lovely and relaxing. So, if you're interested in this kind of thing and this kind of sound, then here is your opportunity to really sink your teeth into a piece that is written specifically to explore the notes in between the frets. I guess you would call this a study because the whole idea is to have a practice piece where it sounds like music when you're practicing, but really you are getting to know a specific technique that you can now use in any other piece where you want this lyrical movement, smooth gliding between notes on the ukulele. Well, that's it for this week. I want to say thank you to Linley for the conversation that inspired this episode and the piece Goodnight Moon. And once again, don't forget, if you go to euktropolis.com slash goodnightmoon, you will get the free download of the sheet music, as well as the audio of me playing the piece, as well as the piano backing track that you can play along with. That's all free at euktropolis.com slash goodnightmoon. And I invite you to post any recordings that you make of this piece in the Euktropolis community and share your progress with us. They can be video or audio only if you prefer. And don't forget to tag them with the masterclass tag if you want to get feedback from me and other students. We also have the Euktropolis virtual recital coming up, so this would be potentially a piece for that. So, Lots to keep you busy as you explore the notes between the frets. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Euktropolis podcast. My name is James Hill, and I'll be back again next week 
with another real ukulele answer to a real ukulele question from a student at uketropolis.com. In the meantime, head over to uketropolis.com and check out the amazing library of unique ukulele courses that we offer. Until next week, keep on strumming.